Hey guys, welcome back to another show on Magic Mike. Now, today in the virtual studio, we have Vainil Ali. Welcome to my show, Vainil. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Now, Vainil, could you tell us more about your show? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, my podcast show is called A New Kind of Celebrity. And basically, we're trying to reframe the word celebrity as anyone who needs to be celebrated. And according to us, people who need to be celebrated right now are all those incredible individuals, companies, organizations that are really working to make the world around a better place. So, we sort of hunt and find these people um, slightly lesser known. Um, and we highlight their stories, their journey. Uh, mm -hmm. so that we can spread not only their ideas but also inspire others who are listening to sort of take action to make the world around better so yeah that's what our show is about gotcha and i i mean you're i think 16 episodes into your show now and mm -hmm. you know when you start off your podcast you start off with a you know you just start off with a microphone right and i believe that may have changed you know when mm -hmm. when when you hit a certain mark do you have a different setup to your first microphone um, so actually, my starting journey is fairly interesting. Like mm -hmm. my expertise sort of lies more in the curation, finding the guests, the concept and knowing exactly like what I want to talk about. But the technical side is something completely like alien to me. So I actually partnered right from the start with a company called Disoriented Penguin. And they sort of did the end to end tech for me. So um, right from like the mic, the setup on the recording, as well as, um, you know, all the other technical aspects of post production is something that they look at. So actually, I've not changed my tech specifications since I started, given that I had a partner who I started with who helped set this up for me from like our first episode. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in terms of like, you know, your microphone setup, what do you use now? So I use an Audio-Technica AT2020 uh, mic that's mm -hmm. set up for me. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, the TVD20 is like a condenser mic, and I think it's got a very clean audio in that sense, in my opinion. Right. And then, are you using the USB version? Uh, yes. Nice, nice. That's, yeah. that's pretty nice. And in terms of recording, you know, because I know you do guest shows, how do you, you know, record? What software do you use? Right. So uh, again, Disoriented Penguin, they've set up a software on my laptop so that mm -hmm. the multi-channel recording directly gets recorded onto the computer. Um, so I do my conversations over Zoom, but through that, it gets directly recorded onto my computer. Gotcha. And then you, then you uh, convert that in, do you edit your own shows? No, they do the editing for me as well. Like I give uh, inputs in the beginning just from a content lens. Mm -hmm. If there are things that I felt were repetitive or a question that I want to knock off. So I'll just contribute on the content end if there's something I definitely want them to remove. But other than that, all the cleaning up, um, including just tightening the whole show um, mm -hmm. is done by them. Gotcha, gotcha. And, 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 and in terms of like, you know, um, hosting, where yeah. do you host your show? So I hosted on Anchor. Um, I was not looking to invest too much financially at the start into this podcast because I really didn't know how it would work, mm -hmm. how much time I would be able to give. So the little financial investment, I chose to put it uh, with the production house that I'm working with, Disoriented Penguin, because mm -hmm. that decides that I definitely would take too much time to like learn by myself and do it at the quality that I'm doing it right now. So I prefer to go with Anchor because it's free to host. Um, and whatever little investment I had to do, I did it with the production house company that does the setup, recording, and editing. 
Gotcha. Now, you know, in terms of getting guests, because hmm. many podcasters go through a challenge of, you know, finding guests. How how do you sort of process it? How do you find guests for your show? Who's the right fit for your show? Right. So I think this was a recommendation that Disoriented Penguin gave me just as we were talking about ideating that, you know, make a longer laundry list like just before you get started. Um, mm-hmm. So I think before I got started itself, I'd put down like a list of some 150 names of which, let's say, I knew or I had a contact already with maybe around 30, 40 of them. And the rest, I would have to find a contact. So I've tried to mix up the guests of some people who I already know, and hence I know it'll be easy to get them on board, and some who I've just been reaching out to who I didn't know before uh, the podcast. And I've, I've tried to balance that out and stake like set up my guests like a little bit in advance so i try and like two months in advance make sure that i have the confirmations in place so that i'm not like worrying and stressing when it comes closer to recording got it got it and then um when you, you know when you sort of like converse with the guests you know you got to hmm. put in you do a lot of research i mean you mentioned you curate the guests you know hmm. Talk us through that process, you know, what kind of steps do you do, you know, like, for example, um, something I would do is like go through their LinkedIn profile, right? you know, find find their experiences, you know, see what have they done uh, through a Google search. Do you do something similar or do you use any apps for that? Um, I've tried a few apps, but I think I've not found exactly the kind of people I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So while there have been matches like on a pod match, etc., somehow it's I've not yet gone ahead with one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I generally do is because I'm looking for people who are creating some sort of change in society, as well as I want to have diversity on the show. So very consciously, I have categories of diversity I want to look at. So it makes it easier for me to do some focus search in that area. But then I sort of like just go through their website, read some articles that might have already come up about them, or if there's already some, you know, interview that they've done somewhere, um, to figure out if they're the right fit for the show, as well as learn more about them so that I can ask the right questions. Gotcha, gotcha. And, you know, coming from the technical side of things, mm-hmm. I know you have a production house helping you to create your shows. How does that free up your time to focus, you know, on the content side of things? Is, is that is that beneficial for you? 100%. I mm-hmm. honestly don't think I would have even started if I didn't have that support. And it helped me like knowing that I will have that support help me say, okay, I can do this, right? Because then I'm literally just focusing on who do I want to bring on my show and doing that research. And then I do do the outreach pieces of it, right? How do I want to grow the show and how do more people find out about it? But everything else of like, like you were asking the mic and what software to record mm-hmm. on and, and even the editing, because I, I believe like that's actually the most time consuming piece, which is something I, I didn't know before I started that, that it takes that much time to get a really solid episode because I tend to keep the videos on on Zoom when I record. So when you're watching a person on video, uh, you know, body language, you lip reading, so many other cues are there that make it easier to sort of engage. But when it's purely audio, sometimes mm-hmm. those small, you know, the ers, the ahs, they get so distracting when you're listening to that a lot of effort goes into just making that uh, episode sound good and easy to listen to. Um, so I think it's made a huge impact. I would definitely recommend it for people who are just focused on the more creative side of it to allow somebody else who understands the technical side of it to take it on gotcha now in terms of applications you know 2021 Hmm. 
there's been a lot of apps which have came out over the one and a half years, I should say. And I, I think 2021 is a year where there's going to be more trends in podcasting. There's going to be more apps that enable podcasters. Right. Have you used any of these apps that you've came across to help you with your podcasting journey? Um, I'm fairly uh, low tech, like I said, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the technical stuff uh, is set up. The mm-hmm. two things that I use, like I use Anchor just to also see the analytic pieces. Mm-hmm. And uh, I use Chartable um, mm-hmm. to sort of just share more smarter links so that I can track who's clicking on what and what sources are getting me more like people into the podcast so those are literally the only two things i'm using as of right now because just given all the time constraints of doing it i've tried to keep it very simple gotcha i mean you mentioned chartables that's i think a pretty decent app to be honest yeah i think to get your rankings to get your reviews in one absolutely one space i I think that's quite interesting how they sort of like collaborated and curated yeah, what I really like about Chartable, in addition to just the collation of ranking, which you're absolutely right, it's not as easy to figure out rankings from multiple places and it sort of consolidates it. But the second thing they also have is something that they call smart links, which mm-hmm. allow you to really like um, customize which player the link goes to for people to listen, as well as to like track sources, which I found really effective to know what's working and what's not working in outreach. Gotcha. Now, as a podcaster, what is your biggest challenge? Um, I think it's what you mentioned um, at some point, the growing the audience. Mm-hmm. I think that's an ongoing journey. Uh, while, of course, we've had some amount of growth, um, it is slow. And figuring out what's the best way to do it seems like a trial and error process. And as I've sort of engaged with some of these like Facebook groups of podcasters, etc., it seems to be the number one question on everyone's mind that how do I further grow this given all the time and effort that's being spent on it? Mm-hmm. So I think definitely I would say like that would be one um, of the biggest challenges, especially because the the technical pieces, editing, etc., is being done for me. And I think that's like an investment well worth it. So it's not a challenge at all. Um, and the growing the podcast is what I would say is a challenge. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, if there's this app that sort of like helps you solve mm-hmm. the challenge, the dream app, a magical app, what would hmm. that app look like? Um, I think it would be able to give uh, smarter recommendations to people for new mm-hmm. shows. I feel right now, because the market also has so many people who are just well known, right? Celebrities doing mm-hmm. podcasts, it becomes a default to like want to listen to that. So I think how does it sort of customize and market newer shows in exciting ways, whether it's like a short 30 second, like you're able to hear that a video trailer, the audio trailer um, to make a decision and you're not just looking at the name and the artwork and scrolling and saying whether it's right for you or not. So yeah, I I think smarter recommendations for newer shows would be great. Gotcha. Now, we touched upon like growing your audience, um, you know, audience growth. In, I, I know this is a challenge for you, but in context to what you're doing now, how have mm-hmm. you sort of, you know, grown your audience? 
Right. So I think the first thing I did was just leverage my extended personal and professional mm-hmm. network. So um all the network that I have on my social media accounts is something that um I've leveraged. So that was what I did for starters because it's the easiest to get friends and family and extended friends and family to listen first. Um I think the second is just having a presence on all of these different social media accounts. So we have our podcast page there um and we regularly post, right? So even if mm-hmm. it doesn't really lead to as much like you know exponential increase we make sure we have a regular rhythm of things that we post and what we post also we try to make sure that it's not only promoting the episode that listen here's the new episode we also try and share like some interesting knowledge and content either linked to the episode topic or in general so that's a big focus of our pages so that even for people who are following our page and they don't listen to us as frequently they're still learning something new that they didn't know before so mm-hmm. that's been a focus that we've used on social media to try and make sure that people are really engaged with us um and then i think we um we've done a lot of testimonials so we do something that we call listener speak mm-hmm. where we sort of like try and get feedback from someone who's listened uh, who might organic reach out organically reach out to us to tell us what they like we share that out as well to like help other people who may not have heard that episode listen to it uh, so those are the predominant ones uh, the other few things that i have dabbled with is um, you know sharing it in theme based uh, facebook groups like if i'm doing mm-hmm. a a topic on like leadership or on gender equity to find those facebook groups and put it there uh, however i don't think that has been very successful for me at least um in getting new audiences and i've dabbled a little bit with you know facebook ads and giveaways mm-hmm. and and just but very early days i've just tried once for each of those so still learning on which one is working best gotcha now you know it's it's, it's quite interesting how you're taking that promotional approach you're experimenting and you know um using different routes to actually sort of like market the podcast and get mm. your audience involved. I think that's quite interesting because it's never one way of marketing your podcast. Right. There's various opportunities, I should say. Absolutely. Now, how you know with the rise of audio rooms, you know like Clubhouse, you know, Facebook is coming out with one um, um and uh, I know LinkedIn has coming up is coming up with one, Twitter Spaces. You know, the rise of audio rooms, how do you see that fitting with the podcast? Yeah to be honest I've not experimented with any of them mm-hmm. um but I do think it audio is just becoming more front and center than it was earlier mm-hmm. and I think the more avenues that open up I think the better for the podcast industry in general like there are more spaces for people to begin learning through audio uh and begin engaging with audio mm-hmm. which means that they're more likely also to then engage in a podcast after that uh, which right now i think video was predominantly what people would go to and youtube was what predominantly people would go to so mm-hmm. i think it would be interesting to see how some of these just influence uh, how people engage with audio learning and audio entertainment to be able to like influence uh, podcast listening as well wonderful wonderful now we know this we've come to the end of the show you know it's, like i said it's been quite an interesting and insightful show and mm-hmm. to me I, I one thing i'll take away is like you know how you sort of like focus on the content you know what you're good at and you just deep uh, dive dive deep into that and just focused on that and i think that's right. like interesting you know focus on your strengths Let, absolutely that's amazing now as a final question as is mm-hmm. all the guests who come on the show What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> 
I actually haven't yet had my breakfast. <laughs> right. What are you planning to have for breakfast then? I'm going to be having dosas. Nice. Yes. That's very nice. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Right. Venu, thank you for coming on the show and really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Bharat. I really enjoyed chatting.